How can we maximize resources for the longest possible time? Circular economy holds the key. But why is circularity essential for industrial businesses and how can circular economy unlock companies' inefficiencies? To explore these important questions, we have invited Anna B. Dundevold, Nordic Sustainability Strategy Lead at Accenture, to share her insights with us. Our own expert, Eero Halmari, is also joining the discussion and provides views on how Valmet is already driving innovation to unlock customer inefficiencies through circularity. Petri Lakka from Valmet Corporation is hosting today's episode. Let's return to the studio with our host and guests. First things what comes to my mind when talking about the circular economy is plastic replacement. That's natural because I'm coming from the paper, paper industry side, recyclability and maybe reuse. But uh, let me take a step back and uh, ask the same question what comes to your mind, Anna and Eero, when we are talking about uh, uh, circular economy. Anna, if you could start. Well, if we if we take it the step back and really go go back to the concept of what circular economy means, the the circular economy is about making the most use of our resources for the longest period of time. So it's making more with less. That's that's the most simple way to put the circular economy. And the reason for that is that we're actually extracting more resources from from the earth than what it can regenerate on a yearly basis. So we're running out of resources. We need to be smarter about how we use it for our biological ecosystems, connecting to to the carbon that is being sort of released as we use resources. There's a lot of these uh, environmental and social aspects of of this over consumption that that we're causing. Eero, what about you? you I agree. I agree. And um, uh, we see that uh, as consumers in our daily lives, that this uh, topic is becoming more more and more relevant. And uh, now it's coming very relevant to the business side as well. Now, if we're thinking about the <clears throat> our industry and generally industry uh, viewpoint, uh, uh, how how this circular economy has affected to, to the industry? How do you see? Well, let's start from Anna. I mean, from from an industry perspective, if if I think there's there's three aspects of 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 why the the circular economy is is important from the industry. If I if I take it from from that angle. Uh, first of all, it, it it is important because again, resources is is what is the one of the most fundamental inputs to to your business. So, in order to to keep generating your products and your services, we're dependent on resource. And going back to my earlier point, we're using more resources than what the the, the earth can can currently provide. So that's a fundamental part why it's relevant for for industries. But then again, I would also argue that customers are asking for outcomes and value. So customers are fundamentally not asking for the the commonly known concept of they don't want the drill, they want the hole in the wall. So we can actually become more relevant for customers by really focusing on how we can optimize outcomes 
without necessarily connecting that to to resources. And then thirdly, uh, the regulations is is catching up. This is also something that business needs to recognize that that there are increasing regulations that will will automatically cause a cost if if you're not considering this 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 matter. I was thinking a little bit this uh, industry perspective that uh, it's always on my mind that uh, what new business opportunities this could bring. There's many. That's the that's the fantastic thing about the circular economy. So often circular economy is, is mistaken that it's at the end of, of life that we need to start recycling uh, resources and, 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 and products. But if you actually start looking across the linear value chain and you look at all the waste, I actually prefer the use the word inefficiency that is being created just by the fact how we design our products to how we utilize them to how we discard them because aspects of the product is is broken or outdated. The un- unlocking these inefficiency has a great value potential and, and, and this is where we can find some really interesting circular concepts as well. So you ask us, well, put the more effort in designing, for example, the durability of the of the products and uh, maybe recyclability as well. Are those the items that we should take into the account in our future, like R&D, as an example? So, some of them. So there's this KPI or data point that 80% of the circularity is, is, is defined when we design a product. So if we don't design a product for upgradability, for repairability, for recyclability, or for circular consumption then it's already non-circular from from the start. So circular design is by far one of the most important initiatives to to start solving for the circular economy. Could this be this general trend what we have have seen in the the industry, this kind of a life cycle thinking and and, and try to extend product lifespan as an example? Uh, create the create the agreement this around this. Is this something that we can somehow connect also to the circular economy? Yes. Eero, you have a few examples. I think that you have been quite much in 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 this kind of development of the agreements. Do you see the same way? Yeah, this, for sure. Hmm. For sure, this is this is a good um, case for for building those those kind of um, services forward. So so as an opportunity. Um, to maximize the the these inefficiencies and and how to address those, not only the waste like Joanna said, but but like extending the machine or process life cycles in multiple ways. Um, all the maintenance operations are related to that, and how to op- optimize the performance uh, of the machinery and and uh, optimize the different material uh, inputs. Uh, and also, there are opportunities uh, after the production phase. So in the distribution and, and the end use phases, and how to utilize the data. So there, there is quite a lot of interesting things ahead of us. Mm. 
What do you think uh, both of this is both of you my feeling is that even we are in the green transition but at the same time we are see global warming so coming back to this that are we enough innovative uh, in 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 development of the of the business that support this uh, green transition I see a lot of innovations in this space uh, I don't question the innovation capability I would more often question the ability to actually scale these innovations. We see a lot of innovative pilots. We see a lot of innovative startups that are trying to address these these challenges. But it's still fundamentally difficult for for businesses to to get this to scale and 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 dare to redesign their their businesses. So so we need to be innovative. But for the circular economy to work, we need to rethink the way we 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 do business and and the circular economy is not a new concept it's been around for for centuries the the sort of the burning platform to 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 change uh, sustainability and environmental change might not feel as as urgent I had a discussion earlier today around the the world war 2 which which fundamentally required anyone to think smart about resources we managed to make that transition in in i wouldn't say weeks but but we had the incentives to do that fast and 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 here in the circular economy and then the sustainability for some reason we we seem to think that we have more time than we actually do yeah i think also that uh, this is the top topic is now uh, has become very relevant and this becoming mm. so more and more and and that drives us to find the, the solutions and the innovations and and also discussions uh, in the industry with the different players because there is not only one player that dominates the whole value chain but you need to be collaborative with the others and and by that you you can get the benefits mm. <clears throat> you're thinking about the the whole let's say ecosystem that we have around uh, like in this industry, industry uh, uh, production, for example, suppliers. Uh, how, how do you see that? Uh, can can we get them also into this uh, uh, circular economy somehow? That they are they are favorable. Work with us towards uh, uh, more uh, more kind of a sustainable world. What do you think? So so uh, one 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 cliche maybe, but the. The chain is is only as strong as the weakest link, and 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 this is for for fact true for for sustain, uh, for circular economy as well. So we need to transform together with our suppliers, together with our customers. So it 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 doesn't just go upstream, but also downstream. We need to to rethink about how we collaborate around uh, across the ecosystem. And and it's easy to say it's it's more challenging to do. Where at the point where we need to redistribute value across the value chain, and and that's that's scary to companies. Uh, it's uh, it's easier to 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 still optimize within your own business boundaries, and 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 this is one of the the, the key changes that will need to happen in order for this to to again going back to my point on on scaling. We need mm. to collaborate across the ecosystem. Otherwise, it's 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 not going to turn circular. What about the regulations then? I think that uh, somehow 
I personally have seen that there are lots of different regulations that uh, are under the development uh, in, 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 in administration here and there. Uh, and, and, and thinking about that, how that guiding us, this regulation development uh, in the circular economy. Do you have any examples, Anna, about these regulations that we need to take into the account uh, in, in development of, of uh, our sustainability? the company mm. there is a lot of regulation on its way and there are regulations that has already been implemented uh, and 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 this is becoming much co- more complex for for companies to to address and 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 report on in in europe which where we sit here as a as a team today uh, there is the, the the corporate sustainability reporting directive the csrd uh, mm. which covers all the sustainability aspect, all the ESG aspects where circularity is, is, is one point where companies need to report much more granular, much more uh, comprehensive on, on KPIs that hasn't been uh, considered before. And it, it also requires a new type of governance, which actually embeds this responsibility within the, the organization. This is a big uh, hurt. Her, hurdle for for companies is a big big stress but if you think about it from from the optimistic side i'm i'm actually seeing for once circular economy being really integrated into the the core data foundation of a company with responsibilities embedded in the core organizations and and this data can help us unlock and optimize and learn so as we get over these hurdles, there's a great opportunity actually to 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 leverage that, and and it again it forces us to speed up this this transformation. So so we need to understand what regulations are there, and 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 hopefully some some regulations still prohibit uh, innovation, and and there's still still difficulties to optimize so that we actually encourage circular economy, not prohibit innovation, but but this movements and 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 hopefully it will generate the the right actions <clears throat> yes and and to add to that uh, i think uh, yeah some companies may have challenges because there are some new regulations but at the same time uh, we as walmet can see those as opportunities to 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 help those customers with those as as we have some solutions uh, probably and, and also the data is important uh, how to follow the those incentives and 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 um, be able to to fulfill what is regulated mm-hmm. so that is also a, a, a opportunity the challenging part is that regulations may be different in different countries mm-hmm. or yeah. regions and to follow up that and keep up with 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 that and the, those are changing all the time so so I think that creates a challenge to anybody, but uh, that is a, still a must to 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 follow, so that you can you can be more like uh, proactive and not reacting into those. So saying that uh, operate in five uh, different uh, geographical areas, for example, with the same subject, you can see different regulation in uh, in, in different. Maybe the continents or our countries, so that makes uh, a bit of a challenge to let's say set up the uh, one common targets and uh, <clears throat> and those kind of things. If I understood correctly your your point, 
Yeah, exactly. There's the Extended Producer Responsibility Directive. And, and actually within the EU, there's different thresholds for for certain amount of, of recycling content that, that needs to be achieved. And, and there's a taxation if you don't meet mm. those targets. So it, being able to actually optimize across different countries, even like in, in our closest, uh, closest regions, that's, that is still a challenge. So, so governments uh, provide uh, tax incentives in the future for us, so that maybe that's the what we are seeing in the horizon. Uh, already, is it already kind of a uh, exist that we have a uh, this kind of taxations? Yeah, and th- so the extended producer uh, extended producer responsibilities is one of those that uh, that's already in place right now for plastic. There's there's more, mm, yeah. Uh, but 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 this this is something that. Um, I wish we could solve it faster without these these taxations as as incentives, but we're not transitioning fast enough. Hey, uh, let's jump into the uh, value potential of the of the circular economy. So, is there value in circular circularity beyond sustainable benefits? Uh, what do you think, Anna? So, so this is why I, I really like the the circular economy and 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 from a business perspective it it makes all sense so we're doing more with less we're minimizing inefficiencies we're reducing waste at every point of the value chain that's a cost opportunity to to do more with less but also if we manage to to Really, again, focusing on, on these customer outcomes. Valmet, if 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 you're able to ensure that that your equipment is uh, and your technologies are always up and running without little downtime, your customers could actually value that that more. So you benefit both inefficiencies and customer benefits and outcomes. So there's both the cost side, but I would also definitely say that there is that that. Uh, revenue uh, upside as well, and, and we see big value potential actually across uh, across all these different circular business models. How do you see from the brand point of view for the companies? Is that some kind of a value also for the company that uh, they 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 are on top of these uh, circular economy items mm. in the company level? Uh, so, so going back to your question earlier, almost around mm. this um, this supplier aspect, but also the customer aspect, as everyone is now exposed to sustainability requirements from investors, from regulations, from their customers and their consumers, everybody needs to up their game when it comes to sustainability and circular economy. So if you're part of that value chain, then you need to also contribute to that chain as a whole. And and we're seeing more and more that these uh, requirements are being implemented into purchase decisions. Mm. And perhaps a little bit uh, going back to, to the branding question, it, to me it's very closely reiterated because it's it's about y- your trust as, a, as an actor if it's towards your your customer, if it's towards society as a whole, every, everyone, all stakeholders are expecting you to contribute. So, so it's for sure connected to, to, to your brand. 
Yeah, that is one way how to measure value. Also, mm. the, what is mm. the brand value? But I agree, and uh, what you said, Anna, about thinking you know, about the whole value chain. For me, it was a kind of an eye opener that when we started with this Beyond Circularity program, 2022, in the beginning, then one element there is is to think about the the whole life cycle of the processes. That is one dimension, but then also to to think of, about the process from the dif- different players point of view so so starting with the uh, product design uh, uh, then material uh, sourcing uh, production and there are some consequent processes and then the end use and disposal so the whole uh, value chain is where you can maximize your um, potential for the value. So if you are looking only the next one, it's only one portion of, mm. of uh, what the untapped value, value is, is there. So um, as a business mm. uh, potential, uh, you should look the whole value chain. And you ever mentioned this Beyond Circularity program, and, and part of that, we, we made this kind of a waste analysis by, by Accenture and together with us. Uh, uh, can you briefly explain, Anna, that uh, uh, what, what is this uh, waste analyze and what, what is the method behind of it uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, what is the outcome typically that you, you, you get from this analyze? So, so the, the waste analysis is, is a really good method, I would say. It facilitates uh, the, the different aspects of, of circular economy and it really starts with with understanding what are the different inefficiencies and going back to what you said it it happens across the entire entire value chain so the waste analysis it looks at different ways that are being generated from from the way that we design products to the way that we discard products and 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 by being able to estimate the share of of inefficiencies that happens at every step it also allows us to start benchmarking where are our biggest impact areas where should we put our focus so so it's it's a it's a good framework to open up the different possibility but it also helps mm. us understand where do we actually have the biggest amount of of waste and, and maybe i can elaborate a little bit about the mm. the the four typical ways that we see it's it's always easier if you if you simplify but so it starts at the the very beginning of the value chain in in how we design products and and the waste in the linear economies that we're designing products by using non-sustainable materials so both direct and indirect material we're using materials that cannot be recycled we're using indirect materials such as non-renewable energy on top of that if we're not designed to last or designed to for modularity it's also going to be very difficult to release circular opportunities later across the value chain so so at the design as that 80 percent of the circularity opportunities is determined by the way that we that we design so that's the first waste the the second one is around how we're maximizing the utilization of of products and and components and and assets I think everybody can recognize mm. that a car is typically parked 98% of the time. So we're using the car 2% of its its possible 
time. And, and, and there's a lot of cars then being parked. Does everybody need to own a car? We're producing 98% more cars than what we apparently are using. So there's a waste in, in the way that we're not maximizing the use and we could therefore use less resources if we can start. Now I'm going into the opportunity of circular and start sharing, for example. Right. The third waste is around how we are discarding products. Products or components because they are either broken or there's a, a new sort of functionality available. How often do we change our phones? Is it because they can't we can't make phone calls or we can't take pictures? No, it's 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 a better version available, so it's easier to discard the entire phone. Can we find ways to upgrade it if it's the better camera that we want? Is is there a way to keep the other components and instead mm. of discarding everything? So that's that's a waste in terms of wasting products before they reach their end of, of life. And then the fourth one is around how can we avoid wasting valuable materials? Valuable materials that could either be recycled or upcycled for mm. additional uh, used in, in new products or as new components or or even in in a, a second life. Can we develop the idea of this car example for exa- uh, that way that it's uh, that we can develop the business model which is sharing platforms or, or, or cars? Mm. Uh, I think that this is something that's already happening mm. uh, here and there that the people are not buying any more cars, but uh, they are. Uh, I don't know, it's a leasing right way to say it, but uh, sharing the platforms that they are using cars that uh, are available for mm. them for that short, certain period of time, but they are uh, need for, for cars. Mm. And this is where technology becomes mm. so important because as consumers, it will take a lot for us to choose sustainable <clears throat> options if we need to compromise on convenience, if we need to compromise on on price or uh, all the four P's. So I've added a, not I, but but I, I, I we typically like, like to speak about the fifth P, about purpose. But it doesn't mean that purpose is the only purchase decisions for customers. It needs to be optimizing the other aspects as well. But thanks to technologies, these things are possible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's in an app on your phone where you can get access to a car you can make sure that there's a smooth exchange and, and maybe you need a larger car when you go to the mm. countryside and you need a, a sports car when you go for a, after work. We, we need to think about the opportunities as well with, with a sharing economy and, and, and ha- having the right thing for the, for the right occasion. Eero, what, what is your experience in the Beyond Circularity program? Uh, you used the waste analysis there yes. in, in the project. Yes, indeed we did. And uh, I have to say, um, we had a lot of discussions with different uh, partners uh, at Valmet and this project. And now this work that we did with you, Anna, was was uh, great because we found that that is a great um, framework for any, actually any industry. It's applicable quite easily. And those four waste or inefficiency categories 
they are quite easily understandable and, and, and you can do that same analysis for every step of the value chain. And that is exactly what we did. We did uh, with three different industries um, this, um, this study. And we, we found that there are inefficiencies in all the steps. And then what we then did was that to, to compare that with what Valmet has to offer as as equipment and mm. also in the service side and there are uh, opportunities so that that is a really exciting thing and it was a a lot of fun also taking walking working with your your colleagues and 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 exploring these sometimes obvious uh, ways to improve but we're also so used to doing things the same way as we've always been doing mm. things. And I think this cultural barrier and, and overcoming the traditional way of doing things is, is actually like a main main hinder for approaching the circular economy. So sometimes you, you, you need a framework to help you think outside the, the box, even if, if all, of, all of you who joined this obviously had the, the great ideas to, to take forward. Yeah, indeed. So that's exactly what happened when when we had this discussion. So it was great to see that uh, um, the people from different parts of our organization saw in the same way that uh, this uh, waste analysis framework uh, can be utilized as the common vocabulary when talking to customers. Either if we talk, if you talk about the equipment that we sell or Hmm. Or, or some uh, immaterial services, it's all the same in this context. Hmm. And bringing maybe different parties together more closely. Hmm. That's good. Hey, let's let's start to close this discussion. I- interesting topics raised already, but uh, maybe this is purely to Anna. Industry typically very conservative. And thinking about that, uh, how, how to boost further this... Uh, uh, circular economy in in uh, in technology industries. Do you have any any list of uh, advice for us? What to do? How to boost? How to get more out of this? Yeah, it's a it's it's, it's a good ending question. Um, there's there's probably several several answers to that. Uh, what I've seen really help companies make these transformations is actually when it's it's the the directives comes from the top. There needs to be the leadership support behind these initiatives. It needs to be a key priority. Circular economy can sometimes conflict with other interests if procurement is measured on on how much uh, they can lower their cost. So it's it's really fundamental in how we steer our business if we're going to be able to transform and that needs that tone needs to be set from the top and then the more we can actually start measuring and starting getting some actual data it's it's going to be easier to start having true conversation around what circular economy is and how it contributes to to value we need to make it more tangible and, and, and step away from it only being a, a good thing for the environment. As we discussed today, it makes a lot of business sense and, and sometimes that is misunderstood. Pera, what about you? Yeah, that, I, I was going to add that, of course, when we, you are talking about new things, uh, you are doing 
some things. So as an example, uh, new kind of business models is is something that uh, that uh, need need to have like the management behind those and and uh, an open mind um, how to deliver those. But but the customers are also asking for them. So I think that, that this is a good opportunity how to how to continue with those. Thank you, my guests uh, Anna and Eero. It was uh, good to discuss with you and get the more information about very topical light. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Forward Talks podcast. 